Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 88, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Bonnie ABDL. That was a good intro. That's really good. We just like, we blasted through that. We hit the notes. That was good. I, I like that. How are you? Connection gods are blessing us today. It, I'm well. Yeah. There's no lag. It's perfect. It's it's good. Knock, knock on wood. Knock on oh, wood. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, find I'm good. Some, I'm doing well. Find some wood. Life and is knock. exciting. Uh, uh, I'm doing plenty of networking. How about you? Ooh, I love that. I'm also doing some networking uh, in my non, in my uh, kink life and outside of my kink life. I've been doing some networking and it's really exciting. But tell me about, I want to hear about you. Um. Well, <laughs> there's there's not much that I can say that I wouldn't have to pay you to edit out later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like last episode. Oh, God. Which, thank you, by um, the way. I appreciated that. <laughs> the Starbucks was worth it? The Starbucks was way worth it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, after the last episode where I was like, oh, wait, I said way too much. Um, hey, Jazzy, is it too late to edit it? Uh, how about... How about uh, Whatever rate I I offered to you, I think I gave you like fifty dollars Canadian, and it was just like, please, yeah, please help me. Yeah, it was um, it was really funny. I had to pull the episode off the internet and then re-upload it, but thankfully, uh, it had all the same metadata, so it retained all of the uh all the downloads that I had, which was good. Oh, thank goodness! Oh, yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, so it did yeah. not affect we're, the we're metrics. We're gonna try to make that not a thing (laughs) (laughs) if it is i don't overwork yeah yeah oh man i'm sorry i'm starting to hot flash here if you have an amazon echo cover their ears alexa turn on the nursery okay (laughs) sorry to everyone at home (laughs) but i am hot flashing (laughs) um you had a (laughs) yeah sorry joe (laughs) uh you had you had a date with a nondescript person that I totally did not edit out last time. How did that date, go? Not date, just hanging out with a with a pal, having beers, talking about sex. You know, very nice. As you do, as you do. But no, it was it was a very good, very unhinged conversation. I think we like hung out for over three hours, just just chit chatting at one of my favorite new brewery or bars. So that's awesome. Um, this bar is, <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as I sat down, I was like, hey, um. I listened to your podcast and I have an answer to a question that you asked on your podcast. And uh, I asked my friend if orcs fuck and, and they here's do. What I learned <laughs> and they do. They are mushrooms, so they don't need to, but they do. But they can. They mm-hmm. do indeed. Yeah. You asked the mm-hmm. font of all Warhammer knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of going to be in a codex. I mean, it is actually. It literally yes. it is in a codex. I've, I think it's the third edition or codex where they talk about their biomorphology. But um, 
Yeah, no, it's absolutely canon. It is in novels. It's in codices. I think it's even in some core rule books. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, it, thanks, Games Workshop. That's thanks, Games Workshop. And speaking of Games Workshop, I don't want to go off the deep end too soon because I have a new segment, Wink Nudge, that we're going to talk about later. And it will it will not just be Warhammer talk, I promise. It will be <laughs> it will be equitable to both of us and anyone who comes on the show. Um, but you also you got to go see a movie and I don't want to get into any specifics, but you got to see a movie with a person who is very cool. I'll be specific about that. I don't give a shit. It was Skinamarink. I saw Skinamarink. I thought it was okay. I'd give it probably a six out of 10. Um, If you like art movies, absolutely watch it. Amazing. If you like movies that like do a lot on a tiny budget, go watch the movie. Um, If you like a little bit of a jump scare, watch the movie. Uh, But I got to watch it with the the writer and director. uh, And that was pretty cool because he's from my, my hometown. So. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, enough about me. I've been networking and, and going out with people and going to see movies. What about you? Well, I've been continuing on my health journey. Uh, I had a doctor's appointment that I was very excited for. Uh, I talked to my doctor. I just bonked the fuck out of my mic. I'm sorry. It was... Um, one of the doctors on my surgical team that's going to be uh, sculpting my designer vagina. And uh, this doctor, he and I were talking about uh, my weight loss journey. And when I had my first initial consultation, I was 285 and we're averaging around there. And I'm happy to report that three months later, I'm now averaging 255, baby. Let's go. Holy Hell yeah. I'm uh, clapping yeah. for you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you were you. What, over six feet tall, right? I used to be six one before estrogen. I am now five nine. So as you can imagine, that made my BMI like 41 or 42, which is pretty BMI is. Fit, but yes, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I was going to say it's not the size that made me beautiful or not beautiful because size anyone is able to be beautiful regardless of how their body is set up. But that is and the reason why i'm excited about this is because i've seen some very tan uh tangible benefits to my overall health and i feel more comfortable in my body and that is what matters at the end of the day not not the number not the size not anything i just my body literally it feels like the machine functions a little bit better and that's great and well yeah hell yeah so very happy about that and that also means that um I'm now in the range where they have absolutely no qualms about operating on me, which is fantastic. So end of April uh, is when we're thinking about it. That gives me enough time to go to Capcom and enough time to quarantine after Capcom because I'm, I'm just going to go directly home and immediately to the basement to quarantine just to be just to be like doubly safe. But hopefully I will not catch mm-hmm. COVID, but... I have accepted that if I'm going to a convention, I will likely come home with COVID, even if I am masked. So I'm just going to go directly into quarantine. And then when I come out of quarantine, I'll be able to have like a couple of weeks before my surgery. I'm like, all right, baby. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's so good to hear. Yeah. And, uh, if I can help it, um, no one's going to get COVID from the Malort. 
Yeah, no one's going to get COVID from the Malort this time. Good Lord. Yep. Yeah. Because um, on my shopping list, there are like four things on my shopping list. Gin, tonic, limes, and disposable shot glasses. Good. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I've been working on my educational journey which has been good. Uh, I have to set up an appointment with one of the uh, academic advisors to figure out like my schedule and the most optimal path moving forward for my degree. But, oh my God, look at this, look at this, look at this. Jazz age, jazzy and flapper Fawny. Oh, (laughs) this slaps. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's super cute. Alt text. Juice drew us. uh, Me and Fawny. As uh, 1930s adjacent cartoon characters with the little wiggle lines, excitement, the little gloves with the lines on them and the little button eyes and everything. And it is Jazzy as a flapper and me on the other side. So, dude, I love you. (laughs) I miss Juice. That's what I'm most excited for a cap is I just want to spend time all of us together with Juice because he's such a cool fucking guy. I'm ready for the cuddle puddle with juice. Oh, absolutely. I would kill for cuddle puddle with juice. And are these called like rubber hose animation style characters? I think so. Rubber hose says uh, juice. Yeah. Yes. She says rubber hose. Yeah. If you're confused. Okay. Yeah. With like the little Pac-Man eyes. Yeah. 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 If you're wondering why it sounds like we're talking to other people, it's because we are. And you can join in the live show, live recording uh, studio audience. If you shoot me a message at Jasmine Starshine number 0001, our Discord is free to join. Uh, You can also get in uh, via Patreon, even though the bot has been having some issues. And I'll talk a little bit about that in the new segment. Um, But I think that's all like the life current event stuff, like just networking i've been painting doing therapy working on moving ahead in my life that kind of stuff yeah Mm -hmm. uh that being said uh we have a patreon and the patreon has been doing gangbusters likely uh lately thank you very much everyone uh and i would i would just be tickled pink i'd be positively chuffed if you could tell everyone at home who is to thank for the continuing operation of Dear Jazzy. All right. Uh, Well, thank goodness I have this very convenient list here um, Mm -hmm. because everyone who gives money to the Patreon is going to get their name shouted out on, on here. Here is our podcast. Um, Up in the $1 vanilla tier that gets you your username shouted out on the podcast. We've got Casa, Danielle, Darlene, Laddle, Doodle, Gosh, Cheeks, Manic, Pixie, Panda, Nabby, Red Panda, Raystar, and Red. And I'm just going to make sure that uh, over in the other section, we have the right name for the person that was changed last time. Yep, we do. I changed it myself. Where did it go? In the $20 tier. Here, I'll I'll highlight it. We use Google Docs for those not in the know. Oh, got it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We use the word processor MMORPG. Yeah. Um, The the text over there is so small because... There's a very good group in the $20 dating tier, but we'll get to them after the $5 Kinster tier, which gets you access to the photo channel on uh, the uh, Discord. <laughs> mm, yeah. I know how to talk. I know what's going on. We've got Annie, Baby, Alexi, Chels, Hoff, Bondage, Lindsay, Lux, Meerkat, Ragtime, Retro, Skywalker, Ranch, the Starling Family, Stitch, it, Stitch Lit, and Tierna Twinkie. 
in the $10 fetishist tier that gets you an extended shout out and access to the steamy video channel. Uh, we've got Maya Chuk, Neocrypted, Pandagoran, and Silky. Uh, in the $15 Sinner tier that gets you co-directorial input on all things jazzy, we've got Kiffy, Koneko, and Koneko says Bawoo. Uh, up in the $20 Deviant tier that gets your name written on Jazzy's body for her planned content. We've got Ao, who says, Our life always expresses the result of our dominant thoughts. We've got Briah, who says, Drink water, pee pants. We've got Daddy Gray, who says, Remember to eat your veggies, kids. We've got Glacia, Juice Box, and Jess. We've got Cat Puff, who says, My local Burger King ran out of crowns and now I'm pouty. Please press F to pay respect. Uh, let me type that in the chat. We've got F. Let's Call Me. We've <laughs> <laughs> got Let's Call Me Joe, who says, Hey, Jazzy and Fonny, look, I actually remembered to send you a new shout out for the week. Good job, Joe. <laughs> Excellent. We've got Luna who writes in Poe. Uh, we've got Lupin and Personalius writes in Back to Functioning. Pope Felix says Mr. T is stored in the balls. Uh, we've got Sluggy, Soup, Spade, and Summer says What type of diapers do vampires wear? Vampers. I may have fucked up. Yeah, I forgot to add Summer's shout out. So I'm going to do it right now. You get two shout outs this week, girl. Uh, <laughs> Summer's shout out is actually... I had a good one, but I lost it, which is Aww. really, really <laughs> funny. It's actually one of the funniest yeah. ones we've gotten. All right. Uh, boo, 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 it's the news. Holy shit. WDJN reporting live in your radio. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, first piece of news. Capcom is sold out uh, for the time being. That is um all of the tickets and rooms at the host hotel are currently sold and booked solid. However, more tickets may become available and more rooms may become available as people inevitably uh, request refunds and cancel the reservations uh, due to unforeseen life circumstances. You know, life happens for all of us. So if you want to go, do not stop trying. Get on the wait list because I know people who have gotten tickets off of the wait list. It can happen. Don't give up. Uh, these numbers have been fact checked with cap staff. Um, so I promise I'm not talking out of my ass on this one. Offsite hotels are still available. Uh, staying offsite does not ruin your cap experience. I cannot drill this home enough uh if you want to go and you can only get off-site hotel you can totally make it work and have a great time uh in terms of tickets just keep trying on that wait list and you should you might i don't want to say you should you might be able to get lucky uh next piece of news uh patreon is broken <laughs> And it has been broken for a long time for a lot of creators. Uh, specifically, it's Discord integration. And I talked about this some months back, but it is very broken uh, in that it's not automatically giving people their roles and it's not allowing people to click the link in Patreon to get into Discord. Uh, I think I fixed it. Maybe. If you are having trouble, feel free to shoot me an email, dearjazzypodcast.gmail.com. Message me on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash jasminestarshine, or Discord, which is jasminestarshine number 0001. And I will do whatever I can to get it fixed up for you. And I do thank everyone's patience in this matter, because it's very frustrating. Uh, going back to Capcom, Summer just wrote in the chat, I found a room for $74 a night, two miles from the con, which that's 
absolutely incredible. <laughs> That's really, really, really good. Um, so next one is uh, we're doing a giveaway. I know, right? Party music. Woo! Yeah, we're. I'm going to put the Price is Right theme song in post right here. Uh, we have not done... Funny, have we done a giveaway on the show since the time, like, during your tenure here on Dear Jazzy? Not in my memory. Really? Well, we're going to fix that. That depends what they could win. Well, you can win fantastic prizes. Um, you can win uh, a $100 ABU gift card or one of two $50 ABU gift cards. And... Uh, entering is incredibly easy and accessible and I'm and we're going to tell you how you can do that right now Fonny I told you about this idea right remind me so Fonny if you want to win one of these ABU gift cards which shout out to Miles for setting us up with the codes thank you again buddy and uh, thank you to Briah for sponsoring this giveaway um, all you have to do is write a Dear Jazzy-themed fanfic. Oh my god, yes, you did tell me about this. Yes. <laughs> it has oh, I'm excited. It <laughs> has to be at least, let's say, like 1,000 words, 1,500. What do you think is fair? Yeah, I would say 1,000. Okay, yeah. 1,000 words. Uh, it can be in the form of... Like a screenplay, it can be traditional fictive narrative, it can be like a poem, it just has to be at least a thousand words and convey like some sort of plot or something. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick our three favorite ones and award them the prizes. Uh, they can be in PDF format or RTF or TXT or whatever you're able to create on a word processor. You can send it our way uh, to dearjazzypodcast at gmail.com. And if you put in the subject line contest entry, that's how I know that there will be a file in there. And then Fonny and I will go through and pick our favorites. And uh, I think it'd be really fun personally to announce the winner at Capcom. So that gives you three yeah. months. It gives you three months and we'll announce the winner's uh, live on stage and at the same time I'll also like announce it like I'll email you back and tell you you won so you don't have to wait for the show to get edited down um, but yeah so you have three months to do a thousand words hey, hey, Jazzy. hey yeah does it does it frighten you to know that it is not three months it's it's less than three it's, months it, we're it, coming it, up on it only being two months away oh my god <laughs> oh my god you have two months to do a thousand <laughs> words and send it in. Uh -huh. Is there a limit on how many words? Let's hmm, let's do a limit. I would probably cap it at three thousand. I was going to say five. Do you, which one do you think yeah, is better? Good. Okay, yeah, limit of five thousand words. So that being said, let's just uh, blast through the criteria real quick. It has to be a digital file typed up. Any word format, any format that has words in it is acceptable. Has to be between 1,000 and 5,000 words. Has to be a Dear Jazzy themed fanfic. So that can be like 
any of like the quote unquote recurring characters, whether it be like me, funny, daddy, gray speckles, etc. Um, and has to Amber. be what Amber. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I didn't have Amber <laughs> currently speckles is the toy blown up in the studio right now. Amber is not currently blown up. I can only practically have one at a time, which is sad. Um, and it has to be submitted to Dear Jazzy Podcast at gmail.com with the subject line contest entry before Capcom. And then we will announce the winners there. So get writing. I can't, we can't wait to see what you come up with. Uh, we're not going to give extra points for total depravity. So like <laughs> I'm a big fan personally. I put a lot of weight in like the the plot in the background of my fanfics personally so that that's something that mm -hmm. i really like but bonnie what do you like in your fanfics that could possibly give people an edge oh i definitely like style over substance you know mm -hmm. i'm definitely in it for the format like yeah something well written compelling really catches me and makes me want to read it um jumping right into the smut ain't gonna do it for me yeah i like I like it when the, when the characters have chemistry, you know? Yeah. Even it, if they're just sitting around and, and chatting. Love mm -hmm. that. That's one um, thing I just thought also of. Also, bonus points. Bonus points for giving me a, a side character, like an unseen boy toy character. I love Because that. that seems to be a constant in my life right now. <laughs> Absolutely. You just made me think of something. Uh, guideline. What's that? Please do not make me and Fawny fuck. <laughs> that would be nice, yeah. Yeah, do I not. Yeah, don't do that. Um, my sister. Yeah. If you're going to have me as a character fuck anyone, please make a Daddy Gray or one of my pool toys. Please and thank you. <laughs> Red says she got to start over. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. People officially ship us. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's the contest. Have We're two women on the internet. Of course, people ship us. Oh my god, seriously, fucking for real though. <laughs> Even when I was in my band, it was just like, ooh, we're going to ship the bassist with everyone else, and everyone wrote me as a top, which is hilarious. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everyone wrote all my bandmates as bottoms. I was like, that's that's incorrect that that's not well you know what they say about bassist fingers i do i do know they what they say and popping slapping yeah. and popping baby really honking on that bobo <laughs> jesus <laughs> fucking christ <laughs> <laughs> all right uh the last thing that i have uh or do we have anything else to say on the giveaway no Okay. I want to read those fanfics. Give me the fanfics. <laughs> yes, please give us. Uh, very last thing is uh, one thing that's been a theme in a bunch of past episodes is us going off about our special interests. So starting right here, right now, I'm very excited to announce a brand new segment. We have special interest theater. And in this pause, I'm going to edit in some theme music that I'm coming to, that I'm going to come up with. That's right. Special interest theater. Music is there. What's up? 
What sort of Warhammer music is there? I, I'm literally going to be doing that. I'm going to have like a space marine like shouting or something. <laughs> I'll come up with it. I'll send it to you before I send out the edit of the show just so we can laugh at it. Hell yeah. Okay. So this is a show that can contain um, all of where normally I'd be talking about like Warhammer and you'd be talking about like fashion and sewing like all throughout the episode, I basically want to take all of my special interest chatter. This is primarily a thing to keep me in line and put it in like one designated segment so it doesn't spill out into the rest of the show. And basically, we have until we pass the talking stick within a respectable amount of time to talk about our special interests. Fawny. Oh, wow. I just dropped the fuck out of my lotion. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want to go first? You really put the motion in the lotion, huh? I I really did. I really did. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> Don't give me that one. Hey. But yeah, no, I'd be happy to start. I mean, all I've been really doing is um, sewing recently, just kind of working on little projects here and there. Um, but I did recently get commissioned for a couple of different projects, and they both have to do with sleeves. People people love sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of my very dear friends, my boyfriend, um, commissioned me to work on a Kiss costume, like Kiss the Band. Awesome. And he's obsessed with this one Paul Stanley costume and wanted the, the feathered sleeves that Paul Stanley wears. Um, at some point, there's a couple of pictures. If you look up like Paul Stanley feathered sleeves, you'll see like this glorious 70s or 80s version of Paul Stanley with like these big fucking like feathery sleeves. Mm -hmm. um, so I got... I think these are rooster feathers. I've got these black iridescent feathers that I'm so excited to work with. Um, Those are beautiful. And a whole bunch of lycra. So this Ooh. is like actual costuming stuff that mm -hmm. I picked up from like the theater supply place in town. And oh, I could spend hours in there. I Every time I go in there, I have to like have have my list and stick to it or else I'm going to walk out with like $300 worth of supplies that will take me four years to get around to using. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I, I have a use for those feather, feathers and I have a use for the Lycra. That's very exciting. And then uh, one of our friends, um, someone who we know we who will be revealed at a later date, um, has commissioned me to create some sleeves. If you've ever seen the characters welcome to trench coats and a kid skit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen it live, so I know how the character, the costume works. And I was so chuffed when this friend was like, hey, do you think it would be possible to, like, make that costume? I don't know how it works or anything. And I was like, I've seen it live. I've seen the character take off the costume. I know how it works. Mm. Um, so I get to, to make that costume and it's going to be ridiculously easy. It's three sleeves and a couple pieces of elastic. Um so that's very, very exciting. Uh, I made a collar for a friend of mine. Like, this is my first, like, play collar that I've ever made with, like, all the bows and lace and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. um, there's pictures in the I Made This channel on, on Jazzy's Discord. And, on our uh, Discord, Yeah, I'm ridiculously proud of that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's true. It's I, I belong here. You it's do. It's my home. You do. Yeah. I've put a, a decorative throw on the couch. Um, I was going to say, you've officially U-hauled your way into this server. <laughs> I have lesbian U-hauled my way in. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I'm going to give my friend that collar on Thursday, and she already wants to wear it to the metal show that we're going to that evening. Aw. Adorable. Yeah. So she's going to be the little kitten at, at the metal show. And the last time we went to a metal show together, I dressed her up in a white costume, and I've got the skirt behind me. It's this white frilly skirt. It is overly frilly. Her entire outfit was white, and she had a little black leather jacket on. And Aww. she was the angel at the at the metal show. And... So many people complimented her on this outfit that I put her in. And uh, one of the other band's um, lead singers, like, saw her and, like, he was so sweet. Uh, he saw her and, like, went up to her and just, like, thanked her for existing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Called her unfairly gorgeous and thanked her for existing. And that was really, really cute. Metal um, shows are so wholesome. But I made the skirt out of a curtain. Really? <laughs> huh. Yeah. I went, I went to the thrift store and I got a curtain. And I tore it apart and I put it back together um, to make a curtain. Huh. You sure did. How about yeah. that? Yeah, I'm holding it up. It's just like three rectangles sewn onto a waistband with a, a frill at the edge. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so wholesome, um, though. Metal shows are like so... But people there are usually really friendly. Yeah, and that's why I just, I love going to them. I like going to the local ones. I like going to the bigger ones. Um, if you've never seen a mosh pit in action, absolutely, like, go stand not too close to the edge, but, like, take some time to witness what happens in a mosh pit because, yeah, you've got a lot of people just, like, fucking running around and, and beating each other up. But if someone falls down, everyone will rush in to pick them back up mm -hmm. and continue moshing so that no one gets, like trampled or overly hurt yeah you only get like play hurt in a mosh pit yeah. if you're getting hurt hurt in the mosh pit you're at the wrong show yeah yeah like you want maybe maybe a couple bruises but anything beyond that mm. Mm. yeah no. exactly no one wants more than bruises that's so cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's that's me and my my hobby talk i've just been working on sewing and oh i put a, a little twitter thing up uh asking people to contribute ideas to a um an interesting original character design where each comment got to add a feature to the character mm -hmm. and now i have to draw it and i'm kind of dreading it because all the, the <laughs> ideas kind of conflict mm-hmm <laughs> Um, I was given a TF2 item to put on this, this character. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the, was it the ghastly gibbous? Is that it? This, I, this hat. I think so. I have not played TF2 like a lot since I was in high school. Yeah. Ethan says top hat. I oh, gotcha. And I, and I, I messaged the person or replied to the person who recommended it and I called them horrible and evil. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be fun. Trying to get back into drawing. And I think that is, that's, that's where I will end my, my special interest segment. Talking stick. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear that you're getting back into drawing and such because you are really incredibly talented. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so for my uh, special interest hobby talk is uh, mm -hmm. 
I've been hanging out a lot at the Warhammer store, as I've been talking about for a few weeks now. Um, and in Warhammer, the latest uh, in 40K is the new season of... I just keep bumping my fucking mic. Uh, a new season of competitive play just started for 40K. And uh, every time a new season starts, they put out like a field manual, which is kind of like the... It's like a mission briefing. It has all of the missions and seasonal rules for the year uh, contained within. So you open up and it's like, all right, let's see what crazy shit's going on in this year of competitive Warhammer. And it's like, oh, wow, cool. So the biggest shakeup that they did, in addition to like patching all the units and like adding some new missions for the official like map playlist, as it were, um, is they released a new detachment and a detachment is, uh, it's basically a chart that shows what units you're allowed to bring in your army. It's a literal chart and it has a bunch of icons on it. And it shows like based on what detachment you choose, how many troop units you can take, how many heavy support units you can take, how many elite units you can take in this new detachment the rule is that is the only detachment you're allowed to take and in that there are no requirements there are no obligatory units you just have to have three of the same class of unit whether it be like hq flyer elite heavy support troops doesn't matter you have to have at least three of them and then the whole rest of the the whole rest of the army can do, you can do almost whatever the fuck you want. And so, um, I was at the shop the day that this got released and everyone was like creating like meme lists and just like the most hilariously unbalanced, uncompetitive, just wacky, weird, stupid list they could come up with. And in, in the fray of that conversation, I just stand up from the table and I announce three Bane Blades and everyone goes, ha, 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 ha. Uh, for those who don't know, a Bane Blade is a very, very, very large tank. One of the largest in the game. And there's an entire chart of Bane Blades because there are. I think exactly one of the jokes uh, red says, I thought you said Bay blade, like the top toy. That's one of the big jokes of Bane blades is like, it sounds like Bay blade. So people like that's Bane blade at at the shop. It's really funny. (laughs) So there's, there are some of the biggest tanks in the game. I think second only to the Astraeus super heavy, like they're a huge fucking model. They're like this big. I can like literally use my hands, not my fingers, but my hands to show how big it is. And it has in order to understand all the variants, because there's like 25 different variants of it. Someone made a literal, like an X, Y chart where it's just like, Oh yeah. Suffix prefix. That's what it is. And it shows like what weapon it has. Cause it's like, just for example, the three Bane Blades I chose for my army were the Hellhammer, the Bane Sword, and the Shadow Sword. And each of them, to put in, into just into perspective, all of these models, their points value added up is going to take at least 60% of my army are just going to be these three tanks. And the remaining 40% is going to be my guys, my 
commander and all the other auxiliary units. But (laughs) so just like these three massive lumbering tanks, one of them literally has a weapon called the volcano cannon. It fucking slaps your tits off and it's incredible. Um, So I am fully committed to the bit of three Bane blades in my list. And I've been like over the past week, I've been trying to figure out how to make it actually function. But uh, thanks game games workshop for allowing us to do this new completely dumb bonkers detachment style that definitely should not work. And they definitely should have play tested more. It's going to be a very interesting year. If I can get my hands on three of these bad boys. Oh God. Yeah. Fire up those uh, 3d printers. Yeah. (laughs) Rev up those fryers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to get three real bean blades. Uh, just because I want to play them at the official shop and everything. And then, cause I can print as many as I want, but I want three real ones. Cause that's a bit more special. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that is the end of my special interest talk. And now we can get onto hopefully uninterrupted by special interest talk. We can get into the meat of the show because we are an advice podcast. We are not just a sewing and Warhammer 40,000 podcast. Uh, I know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the amount of people that have told me that I need to start a Warhammer podcast is ridiculous. (laughs) And it's just like, what if you had a Warhammer podcast? Exactly. That's what literally no less than <laughs> seven people have told me is that I need to do another podcast. And it's just like, oh, I want to die. <laughs> this episode, Dear Jazzy, is brought to you by Padding Power, the ABDL themed trading card game from Zaki Roo. If you're looking to collect and play a great new card game while supporting creators in our community, please visit PaddingPowerTCG.com. You can also join the community discord where you can connect with fellow players and get a game or two in. Plus me and Fani both have signature cards again, paddingpowertcg.com. Uh, but we are an advice show for the kink community focusing on ABDL. Uh, I'm going to scroll back up to the question submission channel and, uh, Fani, do you want to take this first one? I can. We're starting at, uh, the first one from Jill, correct? Yep. On January 3rd. All right. Yeah. And Jill writes in, Jill is she, her. Jill writes, dear Jazzy and Fawny, what are your predictions for breakthrough ABDL innovations that could occur in 2023? I'm guessing more physical locations dedicated to ABDLs or littles could be formed, like more Seattle area ones, please. Thanks. From Jill. Um, I definitely think that we could get some more physical locations. I think... What I really want to see is I want to see at least one new. Oh, my God. You just posted. I know I said that I wouldn't talk about special interests in the rest of the show, but you posted a combination of that. It's Warhammer cosplay. It's both of us. But not touching that. Getting into the question, though. Um, Okay. yes, absolutely. (laughs) We are focused. (laughs) Um. I would love to see one more quote, quote, big convention hit the scene, whether that be whatever Stramatica turns uh, out to be and see if that runs uh, or maybe a new one entirely. 
or just like a really, really big munch, I would love personally to see more in-person get-togethers. I think that would just be the bee's knees. Um, Mm -hmm. I think something that also would be really neat is just to see a new, a new cut of diaper, just like one with the wings longer to accommodate more body types. That I think would be cool. And it's just a matter of manufacturing. Uh, I say just a matter of manufacturing very flippantly as if it's, the reason why we haven't done it yet as a community is because it is technically quite difficult and it would, there would be a lot of like logistical nightmares to make that happen. Uh, Joe said that pink rebels are back. That's pretty cool. I did not have that on my bingo card personally. Um, I think that we might see a return of lavender as a limited run. I'm really holding mm. out hope that I, you know, I, I just, I really think I'm, I'm not going to put money on it, but they, they meaning ABU. Uh, I think last year, or the year before talked about what, Oh no, new art. Let's see. Is this oh, here it is. all the little steam shovel? Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, uh, I'm piloting a, uh, a steam shovel host cartoon style steam shovel yeah uh and picking jazzy up by the diaper showing off her adorable little cartoon butt crack oh yeah, thank and you thank she's, you she's um <laughs> in shock dropping her lunch oh my god and it's like an old oh style god. like like the lunchbox that looks like an ammo case and with like the little yeah. multi-part thermos and everything i have a little train conductor hat this is adorable you dropped your sandwich I did. Oh, uh, I'm in flats, but you're in heels. And I think that's an an incredible touch. I'm I'm excited to stand next to you because we're going to be very close to the same height. I know. Tell me about it. I'm so excited. Um, The hugs are going to be legendary. They're going to be immaculate. They are going to be banging, if I do say so myself. Prediction for ABDL in 2023, Fani and I are going to have a wonderfully platonic, no-strings-attached cuddle-puddle, where it's just us being cozy with each other, bundled up under a blanket, and it's just going to be relaxing and wholesome and precious, and it's going to be great. There might even be a little bit of hand-holding. Ooh. How lewd. No promises. No promises. Strictly professional hand-holding. You know, just that thing that girls do. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag just girly things. (laughs) Uh, Predictions for 2023. I think um, someone's going to actually produce um, adult-sized strollers uh, Mm -hmm. for ABDLs. Do you? Yeah. I I see so much art of it, and I I guess maybe it's just a... what What do you call it? The... Oh, what's the phenomena called? Whenever you see something once and then you see it everywhere. Oh, I shouldn't know that. I'm studying psychology. What is that called? It's not confirmation bias. It's... Uh, oh, oh what is that called? Uh, Bottermeinhof? Yes. Yeah, frequency bias. Yeah. Um, where, like, I saw a couple of images of people being like, oh, I really want an adult-sized stroller. And then was like, oh, I guess that's more of a thing than it yep. used to be the current um, hotness yeah so i have a feeling that someone's someone's gonna do it someone's gonna do it and they're gonna make like an actually usable adult stroller that looks like a toddler stroller so i think that 
You remember when uh, adult-sized cribs were a pipe dream, and now there's a couple of makers in the scene making them? That's right. I think that we might, if not this year, I think relatively soon, at least someone, if not going to produce a product, they're at least going to create a prototype. I think by the end of the year, we'll absolutely see a, an adult-sized stroller prototype or proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think so. I know that you can already get the ones um, made specifically for folks with disabilities, mm-hmm. um, but haven't seen any that are like truly like toddler, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that. Oh, I had such a banger of a point, but I lost it. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. It's OK. We can circle back around. Yeah, we can circle back around if I think about it. Um, but the magic of editing. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it awkwardly spaced like an hour from now and just going to be oh, like yeah. that one Game Crumbs clip where it's just like Mark Zuckerberg. It's just yes, <laughs> I quote that at people all the time. Yes, <laughs> I'm so oh glad God. you caught that. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Nothing <laughs> sends me <laughs> fast. Lost twins. <laughs> fucking Wiggleballs twins, fucking Wiggleballs twins. Mark Zuckerberg! Nothing sends me faster than that shit. Oh, I remembered it! I remembered it! I think okay. because of the amount of techie people in our scene, I really think that we are going to see. Um, people are saying car seats in the chat. I agree. I definitely think that car seats mm-hmm. are going to be a thing. I mean, the gaming chairs are already adult sized car seats. They're the way literally like the big gaming chairs. They're car seats at me. They are car seats. Um, I think with the amount of like data scientists and computer programmers that we have in the scene, I think we're going to see a lot more, um, a lot more stuff with some sort of like web or app integration, maybe some like JavaScript tools, maybe some, uh, some SQL stuff, uh, for those who don't know, those are programming uh, ways of ways of programming, not necessarily languages, but protocol. Um, there's the image I was talking about. Alt text. It's a car seat next to a gamer chair. It's the same picture. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, like, for example, uh, I believe it's Robin, because Robin is like a walking encyclopedia for both Dear Jazzy and The Usual Bet. I believe it's her or someone else working on an actual like web app that you can, that will be used for Capcom and in-person events that you can like scan someone's QR code and it'll show you all of their consent colors for all of the different things. Like, Oh, I'm red on kissing, but I'm green on wedding. And it's just like, Oh, that's, that's convenient. So Oh, it's Kiffy. It's Kiffy. I see. Wonderful. Thank you for, uh, thank you for correcting me. Um, but Robin is also fantastic at data. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. So I think that we're going to see a lot of like very high tech stuff. Like I know that there are a lot of people having a lot of fun, uh, with the wetness indicators that, uh, that, that phone home back to like your caregiver's phone. That is so easily reverse engineered and you can like 
do so much stuff with that. Like you can dump that into a SQL database. You can have it like trigger more smart home automation stuff. You can do so much. You can have it like post to Twitter through a bot. Like I think that's what we're going to see. Yours is definitely more technologically advanced than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, just a nerd. (laughs) I think yours is really cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, are we ready for the next one? Yeah, I was going to ask if you had anything more uh, for this one. Um, Robo nurseries. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, that's my prediction. Cool. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. (laughs) Awesome. I wanted to give you like one more talking point because I feel like that I just like totally talked over you and overshadowed you. I felt really bad about it. Oh, no, I'm really happy with with what I got in there. Oh, wonderful. It was was my main big thought. Um, But now we've got a question that is just for you uh, because you're going to know about this and I don't. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Juice art. It's from. uh, There's juice art. Oh, shit. And it's really cute. It's you. Oh, oh, oh no. That is really adorable. I know. Oh. oh, it's me in a frilly dress. And I'm very tall. And Juice is about half my height. And he's very cute. And we're holding hands. I love how Juice drew himself. He's just oh. like this stumpy little guy with really big eyebrows holding your hand. And you're very tall. And it's really adorable. It kind of reminds me of like the Peanuts esque characters. It totally does. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bryce is Mario Juice. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Mario a little bit with the overalls and I, the cap. I see it. I see it. All right. Uh, this. But, but Jazzy. Yes. Jazzy. Mm-hmm. How do I overcome my voice dysphoria? Oh, what a slapper of a question. Uh, as someone who uh, who was really steeped in vocal dysphoria for a ton of years, it took me a very long time to get over it. It took me, um, I mean, the biggest way that you can treat dysphoria is by treating the symptoms of it. So what that means is like if you're dysphoric that you you know, don't have boobs, you get HRT because generally speaking, not a lot of cis people feel dysphoric about their gender and their body. Again, generally speaking, because everyone's experience is unique, but generally speaking, you know, the data, you know, there's some data there to back that up. So I approached it in much the same way where it's just like, oh, I want all the effects of HRT So I'm going to take HRT. So I thought, you know, I'm not happy with my voice. So I'm going to start treating my voice. Uh, Oh my God, Juice, what the fuck? It's an edit on the above picture, but Juice is holding a bloodied axe and Fonny has no kneecaps. (laughs) (laughs) I have become shorter. (laughs) You have become shorter. (laughs) I'm concerned, Juice. Are you good? You you okay? (laughs) It's unhinged. Summer says that she uses a silicone bodysuit, 
perfect example. If there's something that I'm happy, yeah. the best way to overcome that dysphoria is to do something. And that's also just like very much in line with just me as a person and my personal philosophy is just like, if you want something, then fucking do it. That's just like very much something that is because I'm an in, incredibly direct person in that regard. But um, when it came to my voice, I wasn't happy with it. So I decided that I would change it. And over the course of, of years, literally years, uh, what I did was I had um, a really good vocal coach uh, that was actually covered by my insurance. Um at the local hospital in the ear, nose and throat or the ENT department. There are a lot of uh, speech pathologists who will have a specialty in trans care, uh, specifically with trans women and their voices. Uh, So in conjunction with that, excuse me, uh, in conjunction with that, I've also been singing for a really long time. And before I really started taking it seriously, I was almost exclusively the screamer in my band. And then when I started taking it seriously, I started doing backup vocals in the band. But the thing that I think really made the difference for my voice, because my voice used to be like, because right now I'm like high tenor or so, which is like a really great range because I'm non-binary, right? So my voice kind of floats in between the traditional binary genders and no one can really tell what I'm doing. Like I get, I primarily get she heard, which is fantastic, but I do get he hymns every once in a while on the phone. And it's just like, okay, understandable. My voice is doing basically what I want it to do, which is to be kind of ambiguous. Um, but once I started singing in the car, like every single time I would get in the car, I would just like turn on music and I would just like, fucking go for it and um since i'm a musician what i try to do is to match the pitch of the notes and so i could basically hold one ear and sing and i could hear the music with my right ear and hear myself with the left ear and i could like basically pitch match like almost auto-tune and like yeah like summer said uh pretending that she's the one on stage that's exactly what i do And that's what I do every time I get in my car to this day. And I started off by, uh, by singing stuff like, uh, I'm trying to think like, like Ramones early on, because it's pretty easy. And then like working my way up, it's like, oh, now I'm going to do Green Day. And now I'm going to do Tom Hoppus. Uh, I Mark Hoppus. Sorry, I just made a ship name for Blink 182. I'm going to do Mark Hoppus's <laughs> songs in Blink 182, and then I'm going to do Tom DeLonge's songs in Blink 182, and then I'm just going to keep going up and up and up and up and up. And now to the point where it's just like, oh yeah, singing the high falsettos of Dragon Force in a non falsetto voice. Easy. Let's do it. And like, and like, oh, yeah, let's do Judas Priest now with those high screeching notes. No big deal. And as you get better at like hitting those really intense notes and like really hard, like, you, you know, you just work your way up. But it, it takes years. It takes years of dedicated work. And if you're willing to put in the work and be dedicated to it, you'll have incredible results. But your voice is one of those things that unfortunately HRT doesn't do much of anything about and the science behind it 
is, you know, here's your throat, right? Those who are watching the show live, I'm, I'm touching my throat because I talk with my hands. Uh, I'm going to turn on my fan again. One sec. There we go. Sorry, I didn't want to activate anyone's Amazon Echoes. But in your throat, uh, you have your vocal folds, which work basically a lot like muscles, right? And so what do we know about muscles? The more that we use muscles, the stronger that they get. And the less that we use them, the more the body kind of reallocates the resources into parts of your body that are getting used more, Um I'm not a physiologist. I just have a very rudimentary understanding of how the human body works. But if you use it, you get more of it. If you don't use it, you lose it. So I took that approach into my vocal training. And I knew that the more that I used my low register, the more I would reinforce it. And the more I would use my mid to high register, the more I would strengthen those muscles. And as those muscles got more strong, that eventually became my default. And now I'm to the point where I physically have to like grab my throat and like literally like go. I'm not going to do the voice because, you know, it's dysphoric, but like actually like get my voice to go like two octaves down to where I started. And um, I think you can even hear a little bit of vocal change, just a little bit. If you go back to the very first episodes of Dear Jazzy, which also are train wrecks. So be nice <laughs> with those first we episodes. All start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, we all start somewhere, but you can you can and hear still the same same sweetheart. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I feel like I've improved a lot of, as a human being over those years, <laughs> over the years. Um, but as you, you know, as you're singing and singing like progressively more difficult, more challenging stuff, you're going to reinforce those muscles doing those high notes. And eventually your speaking voice is going to come up and up and up and up and up with it. And so that's how I did it. I approached it from a musician's standpoint. I approached it from a very like physiological standpoint, because that's just, you know, how my brain works as a person. Like see goal, decide that you will achieve goal, figure out the steps to get to that goal, go through the steps, achieve goal that I have decided that I will achieve in the first place. And it's like, that's how I would do it. When it comes to, um, like, the psychological component of vocal dysphoria, it is, I, I think the biggest thing is if you are in therapy, talk to your therapist because they will help you th with the psychological component. Um, much like everything else, like, for a while I was just like, oh, I hate my shoulders because from end to end my shoulders are 24 inches like, and I thought like, oh my God, that's huge. It was walking around my house and I had to like turn sideways to go through. And then I realized, you know, it's not that I'm a massive, large person. It's a matter of in the 1950s when my house was built, people were physically smaller. And it's like, it's, it's just some of those things that uh, cognitive behavioral therapy can really, really help with. But I think the biggest thing that really helped me was uh, starting the podcast and doing this, 
<laughs> roughly every week <laughs> for years now is like my voice is how I make my money. This is my job. And, you know, I, I whether or not I like my voice is irrelevant. I have to do the show. Well, rather, I get to do the show because I enjoy doing Dear Jazz. I, I feel like that came out wrong. But, you know, it, it don't I don't get to choose whether or not, you know, oh, I don't like my voice. So I'm going to scrap the whole episode. I can't do that. It's like this is how it is. And I'm just going to keep doing it. And eventually I got so used to hearing my own voice after doing this show and a couple other shows that I work on. I, I just got so used to it that I don't even like hear it. Like I'm so just tuned into like, Oh yeah, that's my voice on, on a microphone that it doesn't even like phase me anymore. Cause professionally I'm just used to it. Uh, Lily in the chat says, don't let it keep you from doing what you love. And that is so true. Like if you, if you say to yourself, like, you know, I want to do a thing, but I won't do it because I'm dysphoric, then you're never going to do it by doing the thing that you want to do that will very likely help you on your journey with overcoming dysphoria. Uh, one sec. Okay. It's talking to my echo again. Uh, so that is like a very long winded answer for a one sentence question. <laughs> um, Fonny, did you have any, any other like discussion topics on, on this part that, or like anything that I missed? Uh, no, I, I don't have any sort of, um, experience with it. Um, of course, just cause like I got the blessing of hormones in, in my like preteens that were like, Hey, you're, you're, this is what you're going to sound like. And it's going to match your sort of like sense of self. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Understandable. Um, have a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do know that like it, it is uh, rougher for for trans women just because like trans men get to take uh, tea which lowers their voice mm -hmm. but taking estrogen doesn't do anything with your voice right uh, new yeah. juice art you, you do have to work really hard on it new, I don't think that's fair yeah new juice art oh. <laughs> is uh, me it's with the mic I'm doing some sick fucking screens on stage and Fonny's in the audience with sunglasses like glistening in the light from the spotlight with a lighter up that is the lighter my lighter oh, oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh come on there you go hey <laughs> the funniest thing in the world I I'm if you're not in the live show I'm holding like a stick lighter that you use for candles or like your grill like barbecue lighter uh, it's a barbecue oh. lighter the funniest thing ever is watching people light their cigarettes or their joints with a barbecue lighter it's just so funny God, I love that god it's hilarious and yeah. um, what what do you think I have lighters right beside me for weed or candles don't smoke hmm probably and I hardly light candles Fire play, wax play. <laughs> um, I, they are. <gasps> oh, I know exactly what they're for. They're for uh, uh -huh. fusing the edges on cut fabric. Yes. Yeah, let's like go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you if you've got like um like a synthetic like a polyester ribbon or whatever, it's plastic. 
Mm-hmm. You put a little heat to the end of it, seals it right up. Doesn't fray. Amazing. You I can use that literally shit on everything. hold it up to a thread and the thread goes, Whoop. it just like goes flush against the rest of the fabric. It's so cool. It's like a magic trick. Uh-huh. It's so <laughs> clutch. Oh, yeah. my God. I can find a piece of ribbon. Yes, please do. Please do. I I had a Warhammer moment, so I yes, let's do. Oh, there's some good phrase on that one. Yeah, give us the business. This is why you need to tune into the live show. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I love it. God, it's so satisfying. There, that's all. Boom. That's all she wrote. Not going anywhere. Oh my god. I yeah. learned that trick when I was on stage crew. It's such a good, good, useful hack. So good. Yeah. I got so un- I'm definitely that person who will bring a lighter with me whenever I'm like, oh, I've got my sewing kit with me. And mm-hmm. then someone will be like, hey, who's got a lighter? Yeah. And then the bitches steal my lighters. Yes. <laughs> When I was in a <laughs> when I was in a cosplay troupe, our sharpies and our lighters would always get yoinked. Always without fail. I was like, girl, I need those. You don't need lung cancer. I need my lighters. Yeah, okay? exactly. Exactly. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, anyways, back on topic. Yes, back on topic. Do you have anything on vocal dysphoria? Uh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> this episode of Dear Jazzy is brought to you by AB Universe, the world's leading provider of ABDL and Incon products. If you want to support the show while restocking your petting stash, check out at oddswithgod.com slash sponsors or the sponsors channel in our Discord for 10% off your order of 50 or more. <laughs> All right, cool. Are you ready to go to the next question? Yeah, do you want to read this next one? Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got a question. Uh... Written in by someone from the Discord. They have written in Dear Jazzmaster Jazzy and Fantastic Fawny and other if, other if applicable. But no, it's just us tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been recently pointed out to me that I am a more feminine male and was asked if I had considered transitioning. That question has had me thinking for almost a week now on if I should or not. My question to you two is what are some things that someone should consider as they start their journey down the road? Jazzy, is there anything... Um, you wish you knew before you started your journey and how did your family respond to your news of transitioning when you came out? That's from night dragon pronouns, they, them. And I just want to point out that their profile picture on discord is Deathwing from world of Warcraft. And that is a big plus one from me. Wow. Fucking nerd. Fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> you're the nerd for recognizing that. Yeah, no, I, I was repeating what you said. I was confirming it. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm a firm believer that I don't think anyone, I, I'm not sure if I really appreciate the line of questioning that your friend just like hit you with out of the blue. Like, Hey, I think you might be trans just like, that's kind of, I don't know. I, you know, if someone just like hit me with something like that, I, I'm not sure if I would react very amicably just because of like, I'm a very like, you don't get to tell me what to do or who I am, that sort of thing. So I don't know. That seems kind of like douchey, like, hey, I think you're X. 
or do you think you're why you know i don't know so kind of just starting right there like no matter what your friend thinks you are the one that gets to decide who and what you are at the end of the day. Uh, Summer says, medically speaking, it's none of your fucking business. Uh, Big this, big this, Summer. Um, But to answering the question, uh, the, the joke in the trans community is that cis people don't wonder if they're trans. And there's a lot of truth to it. Um, And, it is primarily a joke, but there is a little shred of truth in there. Um, if you consider yourself a more feminine male, that's totally okay. Uh, cause there's a difference between your, uh, gender identity and your gender expression. Like I am, you know, I am medically and legally speaking, I am a female. However, my expression is, incredibly incredibly ambiguous on and non-binary and androgynous um but that doesn't make me any less of a woman uh and for example there are a lot of people in the femboy community that are very adamant like my pronouns are he him and i'm also going to wear this maid dress and suck your dick for five hours and you know all those things are excuse me, all those things are valid. So I think the first place I would ask yourself is like, is it a matter of you are just a beautifully feminine person or do you want to straight be a woman? Cause there's a difference there and you can be both or one or neither of them, but it's really important to figure that out because if you transition and choose to go on HRT, there's a lot of permanent changes that can be made. So you have to be completely sure of your decision. You have to be a thousand percent sure that you are trans because detransitioning is a very painful process. So once you have, uh, once you have locked in your decision, if you have chosen, if you've chosen to transition and you think that all the benefits that HRT can offer you fits your uh fits your design for yourself then you can start going for it uh i remember for a while when i identified as male before my transition before i even thought i was trans i identified as gender fluid for a very long time since i was a teenager and um when i first heard about hrt I heard that some of the benefits were fat redistribution and it could make my skin way softer. And I was sold right then and there. And I thought to myself, oh, if I do this, you know, it'll also make my hair thinner. It'll help like preserve my hairline. I was, I was, a, I was 17. I was already worried about that. Hashtag anxious child. Um, and it never came to be like a thing I had to worry about, thankfully. But my plan was if I were to do that, I would get a vasectomy because like, oh, I want all of this, just not the boobs. And I thought that that would be cool. And then a couple years passed and then I was like, oh, shit, I'm trans. (laughs) And then I was like, I actually want all of the benefits wherein labeled on HRT. Um, And that process for me was 
uh, feeling like I was like, thankfully I was in a place in my life where I was feeling very free and liberated to just express however I wanted. And I was doing that both online and in person, which is a very big privilege. I was at university at the time and, um, it was primarily an arts school and a conservatory. So already everyone's expression was wildly non-conforming and it was really cool. Um, and so that was around the time where I really started to question, like, I don't think I'm a boy. The, and the more I like thought about it and the more I like read, I basically in the time of like my, my eggshell cracking was just like, yeah, I'm putting on makeup every single day. And I'm like really fussing about my appearance and I'm wearing primarily panties instead of my boxer shorts, but I'm also using he, him pronouns, but also using they, them pronouns. Is there something going on here? And so I just started reading and reading and reading. I, I was reading books and blogs and doing lots of research and reading medical journals because I'm a nerd and that's what I do. And the more I read, um, I eventually wound up at the DSM four. Cause at the time the DSM five had not come out yet and I was reading it and I was like, at the time it was referred to as quote GID or gender identity disorder. It wasn't called gender dysphoria like it is in the DSM five. And as I was reading it, I was like, Oh shit, I have literally all of these markers. I, I think there might be something here. So I talked about it with my counselor I made an appointment at the pride clinic here in Cleveland, which is a, uh, an LGBTQ plus, uh, a whole medical clinic with doctors who can prescribe and like the whole nine yards. You can do primary care there. It's great. I talked to them and I was just like, I am, I'm about 99% sure. And I just want to have a medical opinion. And so with a very sure voice, the doctor then said, yes, I am going to diagnose you with gender dysphoria. How do you want to move forward? And so, and that was just like a, I felt like in my soul, like a bunch of flowers blossomed and it was like beautiful and like, like bring like spring has come in my life. And I just, you know, it was a very incredible moment. So he gave me a bunch of literature to read, And I went home with some informed consent papers that had like a whole, um, it it had like, it was a four or five pages and it listed everything that could potentially happen with HRT. And so I brought it back and we were talking and I was just like, yeah, I signed all the informed consent paperwork. I think I'm ready to start. I'm, I'm ready to go. And I slid it back over the desk and he was like, okay, here's your prescription. You can start today. And I just cried. I was so happy that I just started crying. And there was like a, a medical student in there. And we, the three of us did something very no, no, we had a group hug and it's just this very beautiful moment, but don't Aww. tell anyone about that. Cause technically you're not supposed to hug your patients, but you know, it's yeah. just like this really standout moment. <clears throat> and from there, since going on HRT, my life has just, changed completely for the better and I don't regret it one single bit. So I think, uh, and then the, the back half of your question, is there anything I wish I knew and how did my family react? Uh, initially my family 
wasn't too sure what to make of it. I wouldn't say that they were malicious. So I really lucked out there, but you know, it did take them some time to like figure everything out and like learn and do the, do their homework and do their reading and to remember to really like lock in my new name and pronouns and everything. Uh, but once they like got around, they were just like, Oh yeah. Trans rights. Fuck. Yeah. We love pride month. Let's go. And they're just like all on board. And it's fantastic. Uh, people in the chat are talking about how it can reverse male pattern baldness. That is entirely true. It is incredible and something that a lot of people turn to HRT for. And it's awesome. Um, some of the things I wish I knew uh, before I started is um, with the I think the biggest thing that I wish I knew before I started was uh, I really wish that I had um, that I had thought about my nutrition and my exercise before I started, because with the fat redistribution, it doesn't physically sh shift the fat cells in your body. It causes more fat to accumulate in certain areas of your body that will give you a more completed rounded out shape uh, to give you more feminine figure. Um, and which in and of itself is not a problem. But if you're someone that wants to make sure that you stay on top of your health, I would say that maintaining a diet and exercise plan that works for you in your life. If that's something that you want, I would get on that and make that happen. Uh, summer is asking if it helps with facial and body hair. Um, in for me, it did help, uh, in that it didn't, it made the hair thinner and softer. It didn't make it fall out. Like I still have to shave my legs, uh, like everyone does basically. Uh, I choose to shave my arms like some people do. Uh, and then like, I have a, just a little bit of hair on like my fingers and toes and feet, like everyone does, regardless of their gender I've assigned got toe hair. What's up? I've also got chin hair. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big thing to remember yeah. is that cisgender women have facial hair. That's a thing. <laughs> like, I think one of the most profound things was um i forget who said it but it, i was in a conversation earlier is that cis people have created an entire huge beauty industry completely surrounding the societal expectation that there has to be a clear demarcation between the two traditional binary genders and to the point where they have like so much plastic surgery and so much like between like surgical options and hairdressing and nails and uh, fashion and anything that can be related to beauty or fashion is constructed by a system that demands people fit into one of two boxes. And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind. And part of that system is laser hair removal. And just know that laser hair removal was not invented for trans people. It was invented for cis women. It, that is a bona fide fact that I can confirm. It was invented specifically for trans women, sorry, for cis women to help eliminate their unwanted facial hair because 
due to any kind of hormone imbalance, every human being is different. There are women who, uh, cis women who are capable of growing, uh, beards and facial hair. And so you should not give yourself that much flack for being a trans woman on HRT for years with some facial hair, because it is chemically and biologically entirely normal. Um, and that's something that I wish I knew because into my transition, no, wait, no, before, before my transition, I had laser hair removal and it is permanent. I can confirm. I think I'm like seven years removed from laser treatment and it's still going, still going great. Uh, nothing has grown back, which is fantastic. Uh, and then the combination of that with HRT is just like really fantastic. And I only have to like go with my razor like once a week. Uh, Lily brought up a great point. That is something that I wish I knew. Laser hair removal or any kind of hair removal is incredibly painful. So steal your nerves for that. It is with laser hair removal. It is quite literally someone shooting a laser beam that's such high power through all the layers of your skin down to the dermis, which is the base layer of your skin and setting the hair follicles on fire. That's how it works. Uh, a lot of people are told it, it very much is like snapping a, a rubber band against your skin over and over and over again. Yeah. But imagine that the rubber band is made of electricity and fire. <laughs> yep. It is. It's, I've had a couple treatments done. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And with electrolysis, uh, imagine it, it's literally an electrified needle uh, electrocuting each individual hair follicle. So mm -hmm. be prepared for any kind of hair removal. And <laughs> Summer says it's like using a taser to shave. That's entirely accurate. Um, it's just, you know, it's just something that you really should prepare for and something that I wish I knew, but I already signed my financing contract by the time before I had a chance to feel what the laser was like. So I was locked into it and I was just like, well, nine sessions, here we go. Crying. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I think those are like all my, uh, you can, you can get numbing creams and if your uh, salon or the, the, the technician is really good. They'll have this machine that like jets out cold air to kind of help you through the, the sessions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If there, if you go to a med spa that does not have a laser with coolant, you do not get treatment there because it will suck. Uh, the numbing mm -hmm. creams were incredible for me. Uh, there are some over the counters, but there are some that are prescription and they are a game changer. Um, mm -hmm. I think that is all I have for that one. Uh, do we want to go forward? Yeah, I, I read the word cereal and I got really excited for this one. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> this comes from Cat Tough, uh, Dear Jazz Band, and Falafel. One of the cereals I got to try in my travels is called Neobits, and that got me thinking, what are some underrated words that call someone's genitals? 
I'm assuming that, like Neobits, Dick can be part of a complete breakfast. God damn it. Thanks for putting up with my question. Rar XD cat pronouns she, her. God fucking damn it. <laughs> uh, underrated words to call someone's genitals. Uh, I think Neobits is a really good thing to, to call your designer vagina. I think so, too. Neobits is, is really good. I've been using the word chimera for my designer vagina. Okay. Uh, that's that's one that I'm really fond of for because I'm getting a fairly unique setup and everything. I personally don't think mm-hmm. that princess parts is used enough. I think it's a fantastic term. Um, I'm trying to think of any for parts of the AFAB persuasion. Mm. I unironically love coochie. Yeah. And pussy. <laughs> love them. <laughs> yeah, those are really, really good. Yep. Um, I, whenever, um, back when I still had balls, it, whenever I would get hit there, I would very jokingly say, like, oh, I got hit in the cooter. And everyone would laugh. <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. Oh my god, oh, Millie's Millie said Gucci. <laughs> like the fashion brand. Oh Hell yeah. Um, I really like what Lily said. Potty parts. That's really good. Yeah. No no square is fantastic. Gucci Coochie. Oh, <laughs> Gucci Coochie. <laughs> uh, uh, but if you had to to use the name of an instrument for genitals what instrument would you use for which set of genitals any the reed the reed the reed definitely the reed because you have to you wet it with your tongue and you suck on it when you play and that can be used (laughs) for the clitoris or a penis it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, Indeed. Mm, what instrument is tonguing used for? Uh, lots of woodwinds. Uh, lots of brass. Uh, anything with a reed. Yeah. <laughs> the flute hole. <laughs> I don't know why the word came into my head, but oboe <laughs> is really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> owner. Oh my god, the sax. <laughs> you can call it the Talk saxophone. <laughs> god fucking. I unironically hate the word skin flute. Don't like that one. Ooh, yeah, no, I don't like that either. <laughs> I'm really proud that no one in the chat said skin flute. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, chat. You're very smart. Thank you, chat. Oh, goodness. Okay, Those what are vehicle. A vehicle? Yeah. The first thing that came into my brain, like word association, was Honda. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> but I think that the best like car word to refer to bits as is, oh yeah, my beamer. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Juice says a Mesla. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god a ram Jeez. oh my uh-huh. god hondi's nuts um, there's too many jokes on the clivic 
Honda Clivic. Uh, let's see. I tried to make one with Toyota Corolla. Oh, sex Toyota. Oh yeah, there we go. That, that's a decent one. Toyota Volva. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Chevy Volva instead of the Chevy Volt. <laughs> the Fusion. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> oh my god. Toyota Covolva. There we go. That's the winner. We got it. We we there we go. We won. Juice won the game. Congratulations. The what? Yep. Rolling off those production lines in 2024. The Toyota Covolva. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call my fucking Chimera parts. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. The family vehicle redesigned. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Oh, How I love people. Can you fit in it? <laughs> All right. Uh, ooh, fuck me. In here with, the, with the car noises. Oh, my God. Do you. Does girl who cries like a car also pop into your head on a regular basis? Girl who cries like a car. Oh, yeah. The I love you and I miss you. That one. often that you get sent as hard as I get sent on a regular basis but when you do it's something so unbelievably fucking funny <laughs> oh god thank you oh, oh my I'm not even drinking tonight oh Jesus Christ <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one comes from Summer. Uh, Dear Jazzy and Fawny, what is your favorite threat to uh, give or receive during a scene? I'm going to let you go first. I'm very good at uh, finding a corner. Ooh, good one. Yep. Good Use one. that one before. Ah, yeah. Ethan's on the chat already. <laughs> yep. Very nice. Uh, I'm a big or, fan. You know, just, just wielding the brush. Mm-hmm. That ooh, yeah. is that the brush? No, God, no. <laughs> this no. is my personal brush. I broke a bamboo brush. Holy which, shit! I remember that. Well, yeah. no, bamboo splits really easily, so like it's not really that impressive. But still, I broke it. <laughs> Ethan says, "Don't give her ideas." <laughs> I don't know about or do. that. Or do. Yes. Or do. Have you considered yeah. a three D printed paddle? I have not. Can well, it be brush shaped? It can be. It can be. It can also have as many like spikes and ridges as you want because it's 3D printed, baby. Ooh, ooh, we got tricks. Uh, Altex, Fawny is doing incredible flips with her brush. That was like, what, a quad flip at the end there? Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, my yeah, personal... It's a very nicely balanced brush. It's broken, but I keep it because I can just... You can just like, yeah, it's a great stim toy. Um... My favorite threat, personally, is I'm a big fan of, you know, when Gray, like, you know, grips my throat and his mouth gets like this close to my ear and he just goes like, behave like that's really choice. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like, oh, yeah. behave or like I'm, I think the one that just got me like so chuffed was don't make me take that diaper off you it was like, oh, fuck me. 
That was good. Mm. That was real good. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, definitely behave or, um, like grip and then shut up, be quiet. It's just, mm, that's really good. Uh, Joe says, I haven't had anyone like give me a threat recently that like, I haven't kind of just chuckled at cause it's mm-hmm. like, who the fuck are you? You know, <laughs> a big kid energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also it'll be someone who's like pissed me off before and I'm like, Bruh? Yeah. You good? I think I know who that is. That's <laughs> yeah, a pretty short list, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. It's not like he's going to listen to this far into an episode or anything. Ooh, call out post. Uh, <laughs> do you have any more on this one? Oh, um, I really just, I really just go with the, the short and subtle ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, or the uh, one of my favorites is the keep it up, see what happens. Ooh, good one. Choice. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, look at the chat. Look at the chat. <laughs> Just drew a pair of I'm, panties I'm over a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Oh, that's so choice. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan says, that's Yeah, and, and Ethan says about my, my, uh, keep it up see what happens it's the uh pg version of fuck around and find out fuck a boot and find out no jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm i'm saving this picture of the the panted toyota corolla oh so choice i figure out how i love how like the uh the panties are so highly detailed but the toyota is so crunchy and (laughs) jpeggy Like, that's the crunchiest Corolla. It's so funny. This episode of Dear Jazz is brought to you by the Kansas City Age Play Munch. The Kansas City Age Play Munch is your chance to meet littles, bigs, middles, ABDLs, DDLG enthusiasts, and age players of all stripes in the greater Kansas City area. The January Munch will take place on Tuesday, January 17th at 7 p.m. at Wallow Pizza, 7433 Broadway Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Our table will have a star and a stick on it. All right. Uh, this next one comes from Doodle Wolf Dude. Uh, checking your pronouns really quick. Pronouns they them. Dear Jazzy and Fonny, what kinds of things do you consider self-care and do you consider treats for your or, and what do you consider treats for yourself? Uh, Fonny, I'd love to hear from you first. Um, I consider any sort of personal upkeep to like that. I would definitely have to take the time uh, to slot into my schedule as self-care. Um, that could be making sure that I'm moving every once in a while, like getting up out of my chair, going around and walking, uh, going and showering, um, making sure that I'm I'm taking care of like my hair and my nails and stuff like that. That's definitely self-care. Um, and also slotting in time for like meaningful relaxation mm-hmm. um that's also very good self-care uh if you're spiritual slotting in that time and making sure to take the time to be spiritual um is a big part of self-care mm-hmm. and the 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 treats would be like um instead of going for a walk or taking a bath or something i'm gonna spend time with um a silly video game for a while mm-hmm. um or i'm gonna go spend money on a on a coffee 
that would be a treat. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my line for other people. It's definitely going to be different, and I'm not going to be the person to like come in and be like, I think that's frivolous, you know? Because like, I don't know what you need. You right. Need different things than I do. So, yeah. What do you think? Uh, for me, my self care, you know, my hierarchy of needs is I really enjoy just taking long, luxurious baths. That is very healing mm-hmm. for me because they're quiet. I'm alone. I am in the water, which water is absolutely my elemental affinity. And I can just like be, I can like turn all the lights off, put on some music and just like, I can be in the bath. So that is a very huge self care for me. Um, drinking enough water, like drinking lots of water per day is absolutely self care. Uh, I also, I'm very fond of my midday naps. That's something that I just need to function. And that is self-care for me. And when it comes to, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, When it comes to treats, uh, being able to go to the store and pick up some like really high quality ingredients, like fresh filet mignon or uh, some fresh sea scallops or, you know, something just like really, really like, fresh and high quality and just, you know, coming home and getting, being able to use my fancy knife and like make an, a really nice meal for gray. That's a big treat for me. Uh, another big treat is, you know, like you said, just finding time to just stay up late and play a video game for hours on end. And just like, it's not wasted time. If you're having fun, I don't believe in the concept of wasting time, but like just spending a whole bunch of time, just like, having fun for no reason at all. Um, and like you, I'm huge, huge treat for me is, which is hard because, you know, I'm an adult with adult expenses. So finding, you know, funny money to just blow on myself is often very difficult, but like just buying like a nice model, like a nice Warhammer model for myself. is a huge treat. Uh, even better than that is, um, like when Gray or one of my chosen family is just like, hey, we're going to get some new diapers for you or we're going I'm going to get you a model. Choose. That's that's a big treat for me. It's just like mm-hmm. when people feel so moved to be generous, it's just like, you know, like, wow, I feel incredibly appreciated even more than I already did before. And now my self-esteem is at a thousand out of ten. Like one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. People like remembering what you like mm-hmm. is kind of a big thing. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, do you want to take this next one? Of course. We've got another one from Jill. She, her, she writes in, Dear Jossie and Fawny, have you ever tried to do something as a joke, but you ended up learning something new in the process? If you catch my drift. Mm hmm. A couple of days ago, I poured fettuccine Alfredo onto my tits and posted a selfie of it as a way of playing off that one. Wait, Fet Life isn't for fettuccine fans? Joke and meme. And I uh, inexplicably ended up enjoying it, and I think it awakened something for me. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> that That is. In, like, a very, like, kingster-to-kingster way, that really is. Uh, that's yep. like when I was in church growing up, and uh, we would always go to the Christmas Eve mass instead of going to Christmas mass because Christmas Christmas mass sucks, 
because you get all your presents and all right get in the car we're going to mass it's just like oh no fuck you i want to play with my toys so we go to the christmas eve mass and at the end you know traditionally you turn off all the lights in the cathedral and you have um Melly, I agree. I also have church related fantasies that totally defile the idea. But um the whole service is candlelit, and so everyone in the uh sanctuary has a little candle with like a little paper guard that's supposed to stop the wax from getting on your hands. It would always get on my hands. I was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just the advanced version of putting uh, white glue on your hands and peeling it off? Yeah, that's like the the Catholic school version of putting Elmer's glue on your hand and peeling it off. That is absolutely that. Joe agrees. Hot wax is lovely. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of another thing. Um, I remember I like I had uh, one of my leather belts, like one of my dress belts, and I like cracked it on my back, and I was just like, "Oh fuck!" I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, and that <no>. was yep <laughs> i think in a previous relationship uh we also like jokingly tied me up to the bed for like a joke for like a picture and then i was like oh no i liked it <laughs> just one of those like does better not awaken anything in me moments also that belt looks completely imposing and terrifying it was so loud that it didn't even come up on the mic there we go <laughs> did it no did, did not register but i'm going to go by the fact I that it i impressed myself <laughs> there you go it has it's a black leather belt with three rows of studs otherwise known as that would fucking hurt edit in a crack whip <laughs> since red i'm just going to edit in like the uh What's what the Johnny test whip crack that like the stock canned oh movie sound effect? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, funny. How about you? Oh god, I can't really think of anything that was like, uh, well, maybe the orgy started out kind of as a joke. Mm hmm. Me always being like, yeah, I would definitely be the first person to take my clothes off at the orgy, and then it happened, and I did. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to do the next one? Uh-huh. Okay. And Jill writes it again. <laughs> Dear Jazzy and Fonny, random idea, a Winnebago that is used so that a bunch of ABDLs in a given area can go on a field trip to Capcom together. How's that sound as an idea, even as a hypothetical? Uh... Yeah, that's literally what the Starlings do. They yeah. they load up. What, what up, do they do about the pea smell? Uh, you live with it. It's Capcom. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's funny because it's like Capcom actually smells incredibly fresh and like baby powder, which is good. Juice? What the hell? Oh, it's Taco. Bell. <laughs> oh, at first I saw a penis. Yeah. So I saw a penis. Uh, alt text juice drew little cartoon him with an incredibly large burrito like a comically large burrito stuffed in his mouth and i thought that it was just like at first glance i thought that it was a giant blunt <laughs> like 
<laughs> a blunt the size of a house. <laughs> no, it it was it, it was a burrito. <laughs> a burrito is two times as big as him. And he's got a little fucking do you see the the, the bib that says yum? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too oh. good. Uh but yeah. Renting a Winnebago to go to Capcom with a bunch of other people. Uh, yeah, actually, that's incredibly common. A lot of people do road trips together uh, from one city to the Conzo. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's closer. Sorry, I had to uh, okay. talk to uh, the hockey puck again. I'm just I'm hot flashing real bad, yo. <laughs> Um, are we good to go on to the next one? Uh, let's see. I'm just going to give it a skim to see how long it might be to get through the answer on it. Okay. Because we have two more, one that will definitely be a short answer and one in unknown length. What do you think? Yeah. How long have we been recording? Hour uh, and a half? Uh, yeah, hour and a half, not counting the pre-roll. Okay. I think I'm good with the, the short one. And then can we save the long one for the next episode? We sure can. Yeah, let's do that. And then I can, uh, I can, I can read this last one real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. to the person who posted the incredibly long, but incredibly like thought provoking question, I promise you, we will get to it first thing next week, just because, you know, we have to be, we have to take care of our spoon levels with, uh, you know, taking care of ourselves. That's self care. Seems like, um, it, it deserves a lot more time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd like to have it closer to the beginning of an episode. Yeah, it deserves a lot more mental energy than I have to expend right now. So we're going to give it its due uh, next week. But uh, to close out the episode, Princess Jill pronouns she, her writes in when uh, dear Jazzy, when I'm hosting the munch next month, how do I signal uh, the munch table to the others that will be attending? So there isn't any confusion uh, from Princess Jill pronouns she, her. Uh, it's usually pretty easy. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of AB deals were able to kind of like use our radar to kind of scope each other out. But what a lot of people said in the server is put a stuffy on the table. Absolutely. Or you can just put like a little folded piece of paper sign that just says like the munch. <laughs> and that works because uh, people are not going to know what the munch means unless they're in the scene. Uh, Summer says uh, use a colored balloon. That could absolutely work. Yeah, just like anything, just like that's totally just like inconspicuous. <laughs> Red says we had a sign for underwater basket weaving club. Oh, that is one of my... Oh. God, that's amazing. That's really funny. Definitely do that. Uh, underwater basket weaving club is a top tier joke. And I definitely think that you should do that mm -hmm. over anything else. Funny. What do you think? And yeah, underwater basket weaving um, is like one of those well-known jokes for people to be like, we're a really niche hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just going to, we're just going to joke on ourselves. Um, I feel that way like sometimes about painting. Those... Uh, one of those uh, table centerpieces from the dollar store. 
mm-hmm. and just telling people look for like the the rainbow colored balloon weight or whatever with the frills at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Really anything, anything for the dollar store. I love the dollar store. Yeah. Or you could also like give a physical description of yourself. Like I have this colored hair. I will be wearing X kind of jacket. Just like anything mm-hmm. like inconspicuous. Cause you know, that's the whole idea of a munch is like, you are appearing in vanilla space in vanilla attire, most likely talking about vanilla things, uh, just like meeting people in a space outside of the kink context. So anything like that would be fantastic. Oh, Ethan coming in with a banger. Last one I went to, I think the host was wearing an ABU hat. That slaps. I, I wear my ABU hat out. Is it in here? Yes, it is in here. Ta-da! Oh. <laughs> Although I wanted those like skater girls that wears it backwards. Like I'm I'm finally officially cool K because I've got the ABU snapback. Oh, I think I need one, but I think I need to get a custom one with a deer. Oh my god, yes. I've been wanting to and- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to comment that it's cold here, so I would probably get a beanie or, as we say, a toque instead of a a snapback. Oh, a toque. That's that's, that's really cute. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been really rocking on beanies lately. Like I'm uh, like I've been on the flannel game for a while now that I'm really adding in like those. Adding in some choice beanies for that full on Midwest punk rock lumberjack girl look. And I'm like, I, I think it's to say Midwest punk rock. Yeah. Midwest <laughs> punk rock slash Midwest horse girl. Cause it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, true. Yeah. Cause I am thousand percent a horse girl. Like I've been told that I give off those vibes of like the queer horse girl energy. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and the horse girl to dragon girl pipeline is so short it is incredibly short I was all about dragons growing up I thought they were fucking cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at it dragons are just scaly horses anyways they are. back just, to talking about munches no we're talking about dragons did you have a flight rising okay, account okay, okay. yes because I Holy also shit, yes. I also have a flight <laughs> rising account. <laughs> uh-huh. I collected those uh Bella Sarah cards or whatever. Yo, I forgot mm-hmm. about those. Hold on. Bella Hi Sarah cards. Okay, now I have to know. If you don't know what Bella Sarah cards are, they are a cornerstone of hashtag girl culture from the nineties. So B-E-L-L-A-S-A-R-A. Oh my god, these are so incredible. I forgot these existed. Yeah. It's like the Lisa Frank with Horse Girl art. Literally. And they're little trading cards. It's not like a game, but they're literally like fantastical horses baseball cards is the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. And for and they used to have an online application where you could like upload your card horses then take care of them and shit like that mm-hmm. oh yeah because some of them had codes yeah 
Oh my god, this was such a throwback. Oh my god, this I'm going to have to <laughs> deep dive in this. Oh my goodness. Wow. Did you have Hear me out. Did you have mm-hmm. uh Briar Horses? I think was the brand name. Yes. Uh let's see. The Be- best horse toy brand in the world. Literally B R E Y E R horses. There we go. Oh, yep. This is them. And they had like this sort of like flocking on them. So it felt like fur. It literally felt like a little miniature horse. Way better than mm-hmm. My Little Pony, in my humble opinion. But like the the 90s Briar horses slept ferociously. We had so many of them in my house growing up. It was. A- oh, man, I never got any of the, the briar horses myself. I would just like stare at them in in the in the toy store. Mm-hmm. It was such an interesting uh, like mishmash of like toys in our house because me and my sister regularly played with each other's toys and our own and together. So we had like a bunch of briar horses fighting a Tonka truck. And it was. <laughs> I'm well, on team horse. Yeah, I was also on team horse a lot of the time. Welcome to the Starshine House. <laughs> it's like that meme of things are catching a little wild at Caillou's house. <laughs> and then like the music blasts in. Um, yes, Ethan, it was kind of like Webkins. Uh, it was like a Web 2.0 Webkins. <laughs> In a lot of ways. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And now I'm on the fandom, like the wiki for the Bellicera stuff. Oh, shut the front door there. I knew there would be a wiki. Of course. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome for me finding what you're doing for the rest of the night. Yeah. Did you hear me like <laughs> typing aggressively in in the URL? Yes. Oh, my God. This is uh, now we're going to have to figure out which horse each other would be. We do because they all have dance partners. And we mm-hmm. had to figure out who our dance partner would be. Oh my God, this is beautiful. Okay. Anyways, anyways, getting back to anyways. it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we need to wrap this show up real quick. <laughs> but y'all get a, a funny childhood memory. I had uh, a horse toy. Like we, we grew up like lower middle class, like didn't get a lot of like higher end toys whenever I was growing up. Like we got our big stuff at Christmas. And then during the year, it was like, if we got nice toys, it was from like outside family members. Um, so I got a, a lot of sort of knockoff uh, toys, like never like the official Barbies, unless it was from an aunt or uncle. Um, and I had this one brown horse with articulated legs that I got whenever my mom came into a little bit of mummy money. Um, and I loved that thing to death. Like I pulled all of its hair out by just brushing its mane and it's, it had that curly hair. So it like get caught in the brush and pull mm-hmm. it really easily. Um, and I tried to hunt down what this fucking horse was because it was like, oh, this is a really nicely made horse. Um, and it had like the articulated legs in the nineties, like late nineties, early two thousands. And I was like, huh, this must have been like a really high-end brand like it must have been really common or some shit no no i have found it once on one ebay listing that didn't even mention its brand oh <laughs> i want that fucking horse mm-hmm. so 
If anyone sees a a brown, uh, I'd probably say about eight to ten inch tall horse toy with a white blaze down the face and articulated legs, let me know. Oh, and its hooves, it had um, the the ends of its legs and the end of its nose was uh, like gradiented black. Oh, that's a really good, that will actually narrow it down a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> Give me that fucking horse. I have a horse question for you. Have you, mm. because I've talked about on the podcast how I quote unquote grew up in a stable. Like, did were you raised in a barn? Yes. Um, did you ever have much exposure or interaction with horses? Uh, only tangentially through friends who had horses. Mm. Were you the type yeah. of girl to braid their manes? No, I, I was a little bit afraid of the horses. Gotcha. I, <laughs> they're big. <laughs> they're incredibly large, especially as a child. They're incredibly large and imposing creatures. Um, mm-hmm. I did not Especially know when they like swing their head around and don't realize that you're there and just like pull you right over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When I would, uh, go hang out at the stable, uh, I did not have the finger dexterity to tie my shoes, let alone French braid a mane, but I would always go with a whole bag of carrots and like, I would hold up a handful of carrots like above oh, my head because yeah exactly i normally i do it like this because i'm I, i'm an adult but when i was a child i'd be like here you go and it's like this really precious mm-hmm. image of like tiny jazzy feeding a bunch a whole barn of horses just like a whole ton of carrots um there's a childhood memory <laughs> unlocked <laughs> unlocked uh yes horse girl culture all right uh yeah, before we go full horse girl in this recording, we've almost been going for two hours. We need to close this out. Uh, Fonny, who are you and how can people give you money? I've been Fonny ABDL and you can give me money on... Um, oh, goodness. Not many <laughs> avenues nowadays. Anyways, uh, uh, Etsy.com slash Assorted Crinkles is one of the ways that you can give me money by buying my and Juice's merchandise uh you can also go to our links at adoddswithgod.com to go to the merch store that jazzy runs with a couple of pieces of my art um and other than that i'll probably have some some more stuff for capcom might list some things online who knows <laughs> what about awesome. you jazzy what you got well i have been jasmine starshine and you can give me money to help keep the show running at patreon.com slash jasmine starshine uh you can get in touch with me at dear jazzy podcast at gmail.com or my discord handle which is jasmine starshine number zero 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 one uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else before i i do like the the, sh- the spiel that i do at the end of every episode um, one thing I will say is I'm trying to figure out something with GoDaddy because the DNS is like having trouble resolving for the website. So if you go to very specifically HTTPS colon slash slash www dot at oddswithgod.com, it will resolve and you'll go to the new website, which I think looks pretty damn choice. Um, that being said, <clears throat> 
Dear Jazz is an At Odds With God.com production. Please visit us online at At Odds With God.com where you can visit my links, Fonny's links, a link to our Patreon, our merch store, and everything related to this show and others and everything that we do in this scene. I have been Jasmine Starshine. Been Fonny ABDL. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Write those fanfics. Bye-bye. See ya. Goodbye. A farewell. 1,000, 5,000 words. Off we to Zane. D- don't make us fuck. D- please, Ciao. please don't make us fuck. That'd be incredibly awkward. Bye. Hand holding's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> Confirmed. Green. Have that rolling. Got my water. God, God damn it! I yawned again. I even drank a whole. This is a big mug. It's a, it's a mug full. Of Holy s- shit! I, it's a big. I can't even. You can't even see the bottom of it. I drank the whole. It's full of coffee. Yeah. Oh, oh and uh, now I'm scrolling through the questions, and there was a personalities question from last week for or last episode for our, just for laughs. Describe a king of yours poorly, and I remember like rolling over in bed in the middle of the night and messaging you and being like, I finally thought <laughs> of how I would describe being a pass around party bottom. Literally. Bad. Everyone gets a honk on this Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be the blooper at the end of the episode for this week? I think so. Wonderful. <laughs>